Welcome to Disney Conversations. I'm your tour conductor, Magical Matthew Wallace. Along with our tour guides, Mindy Muir and Diane Whiting, we hope to bring you a lot of entertaining discussions from all over the Disney Company. If you have something you'd like to hear about, or if you'd like to join the conversation, just email us at disneyconversationsatoutlook.com so we can start talking right away. Now it's time to get this tour moving, so welcome aboard. Welcome back, tourists. Tour number 73 will hopefully bring the conclusion of our family vacation to Walt Disney World. We've had a lot to say, and I don't regret taking as long to do it. We've had some really good information provided by my wife and my daughter, who joined me again this week as we take a look at Disney Hollywood Studios, and we'll have some wrap-up comments to kind of finish the time out. So as I mentioned, joining me is my daughter, Rebecca. Hello again, Rebecca. Hello. Glad you're here. Glad to be here. And also my wife, Ruth, Howdy. who I hope is also glad to be here. I hope I'm glad to be here, too. <laughs> you can never remember. Hey. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. We are considering the legal change of name to Dory. Hey. So. <laughs> All right, so on our last park day, we were scheduled to go to Disney Hollywood Studios. I will say that the park has gotten a lot more interesting over the last few years with the addition of a certain land that we'll talk about here in a moment. We did kind of have a plan. We used early entry, and for a change, everything seemed <laughs> to work okay. Morning. Yeah, it was, it, but it was the first time we used early entry that the ride that we wanted to get to and get on was actually functioning as expected. I thought we did have two, but yeah, you're right. The ride was riding, and that was nice. Well, we had a couple of options, but that was the one we were mainly trying to get to. And the one I'm talking about is the world-famous Rise of the Resistance on the planet of Batu at the Star Wars Experience at Hollywood Studios. So if you haven't had a chance to catch Galaxy's Edge yet, stand by. We're going to tell you a little bit about it right now. So we got to the park early enough. We got in. I think we waited outside the park for, what, five, ten minutes? We were maybe 20 people back from the gate. I mean, we were not far back. No, it wasn't bad at all. And if you're not familiar with the way Hollywood Studios is laid out, you typically have two main crowds of people right now. You got the crowds that are going for Toy Story, and you got the crowds that are going for Galaxy's Edge. If you're going for Toy Story, you're all going to run down the same street when you walk in, which I believe is Hollywood Boulevard. Mm -hmm. When you get up towards the Chinese Theater... If you want to do Toy Story, you're going to bear off to the right, like you used to do when it was just Toy Story Midway Mania. But that layout is a whole lot different than it was then. If your main goal is Galaxy's Edge and Rise of the Resistance, you're going to bear to the left. And you're basically just going to follow the crowd. You go past Star Tours, you go past Muppets, and then you get to the entry to Galaxy's Edge, and it's a pretty nice long tunnel that just kind of transitions you into the planet of Batuu. First of all, that was both of your guys' first time in that area. Did you have any initial thoughts just walking in there? I did really like the decorations. I mean, it reminded me a lot of Star Wars. I admit that I have only seen 
the first three movies, so four, five, and six. Oh, and one. Um, so I don't know all of the references, but of course I do know the Millennium Falcon, and I do know, um, you know, what a Tie Fighter and and stuff is. So uh, I I loved the decor everywhere. It looked it was great because it's new and they made it to look old. Yeah, exactly. It was really cool. I also don't watch Star Wars, so um, I only play the Lego games. <laughs> so like. I didn't know what planet that was supposed to be. It looked cool. It didn't look like Earth. Yeah, so we made our way to Rise of the Resistance. And did you guys have any impressions just walking through the queue line on that one? I don't remember the queue. I remember the pre-show. Yeah, they had a lot of the gear and stuff. Oh, that's right. They did. And some of those are actual props from the movies. I was hoping they were. I was wondering. That was cool. I did like... I liked the fact that they had those and they have a lot of, a lot of decorations. I mean, you you feel like you're walking on one of those Star Wars planets, some base somewhere. Right. Like a, a bunker. Yeah. It was well done. We made our way through the queue and I, I forget what the posted wait time was at that point. Was it an hour yet? I don't know if they had one. It took us 20 minutes. Yeah. So we were 20 minutes from the time we entered the queue to the time we got on well, actually, it was until we got the pre-show. Um, I, I messed up my time a little bit. I loved the pre-show. There's two of them, right? Yeah. Well, First, we go in the one room with, am I wrong? I think you're right. The cast members are phenomenal in character, by the way. They're terrifying. Oh, they the were fabulous. Ways. They yeah, were. I think they showed us a video. Yeah. I was scared of a couple. That one lady. Ooh, I wasn't going to mess with her. She did not look like she knew how to put a smile on her face. There were multiple pre-shows. There was, there's the one where you get on the ship and it turns around, which by the way, the door that opens is the one that closed, not the one on the other side, like you might think. Yeah, and that fooled us because we're in a scooter, so we're headed the wrong way. And it's very hard to turn a scooter around. The other lady in the scooter knew. And so she went in and she did a Yui right away and she was ready for it. The pre-show, I thought, I... I thought that the story was very good and that the pre-show did a good job connecting to the ride. And I, I honestly, I just loved it. It was very, very well done. Yeah. The, the immersion in Rise is really well done. Yeah, yeah, that's a good word. This was my second time doing it. And I, it really impresses me when you step off the transport and you're standing in this bay area of, I assume it was a star cruiser, and you've got all these stormtroopers standing in front of you i think that's all computer generated but i wasn't gonna i would for one wouldn't take a chance on trying to find out it's an impressive attraction to say the least i like the fact that there are essentially if i'm thinking correctly there are like four different elements to this attraction which i think is one of the reasons it goes down so frequently because i think sometimes they find it difficult to get the different segments to talk to one another for lack of a better way of thinking is that the one where yeah, the animatronic general went down in the in the second pre-show. Yes. Yeah. But they didn't have to stop the ride for that. They just but that was down we when we read it later, that was still down. Mm. You know, though, I'm wondering the um Rise has the new ride mechanism where you kind of zoom along the floor, which I'm assuming is done by magnets of some sort. Yeah. And I, I Remy is like that too, and there was another one. But I'm wondering if that t- 
Mickey and Minnie's. I'm wondering, does that type of ride tend to go down more than some of the traditional rides? Because all three of those rides were down a fair amount. At some point while we were there. Yeah. That's a possibility. I hadn't thought of that. I, I, I don't know. I have no idea, but I, I do love the new ride mechanic. It's it's really fun. And, you know, you're kind of dancing with the other cars. And on Rise, they take you in this one little bay where you have, it's like you go into a simulation with a um, video in front of you and you feel like you're, you know, falling off a cliff or whatever. I can't remember what the simulation was, but I remember it was pretty dramatic. And you get shot at by the adats and it's just the best <laughs> ride. <laughs> Oh, and they blow the doors open. They yeah. have, that's another mechanic I hadn't seen before. Um, they do that there. And um, it's not several little places, but when they're shooting at you. Kylo Ren's the, uh, um, lightsaber comes through the ceiling of the one portion there. Yeah. Yeah, it does. But when they shoot, there's um, damage to the yeah. walls that appears. And then obviously it gets repaired before the next per- mm-hmm. crowd comes through. I couldn't figure that one out. And when they bust open some of the doors. They they look they have all jagged right. door openings and stuff. I I liked that. So I think it's, it's safe to clever. say that we all yeah, cool. bought into the storyline of Rise of the Resistance and we liked it. How was the motion sickness factor on that one? Did you have any trouble? I had more trouble with it last year than I did this year, and I think the only reason is because I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This year I had a better idea of what to expect, and I was prepared yeah. for it. And I yeah. think that always makes a difference with somebody in, with my condition. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes That's the fear of it is a little, I, to be honest, uh, knowing what I know now, I might be tempted to retry Guardians at <laughs> some point. I don't know. <laughs> That's so, great. Let's not take that to the bank, but maybe. But um, what you said, I know I enjoyed Dino Dinosaur this time because I knew what I was getting into and the negatives of it I was prepared for. Mm-hmm. So... This one, though, except for the simulator part, I mean, the, the, the ride through the room shouldn't have been too, too distracting, was it? Or too. The only part that really got to me last year and I was able to overcome was that last part where you mm-hmm. make the escape. You're oh, okay. basically diving right down into the planet. That part got to me last year, not so much this year. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, familiarity helped me to prepare for what that was about. Oh, right. folks, if you're like me, just know that it's not as bad as you might make up in your own mind like I did <laughs> and enjoy it. It's it's a really fun attraction when it's up and running. Did it go down the day we were there? Yeah, at least once. Okay. All right. During the middle of the day. I half jokingly suggested going and waiting outside of the gate for it to come back up. Yes, you did. All right. So we finished our mission with the resistance. And we moved away from there and found our way into the Millennium Falcon. The model Millennium Falcon is perfect. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's, it's beautiful. It, it's beautiful. It's life-sized. It's perfect. It's just like you were standing next to it. Yeah, they have a lot of the planes and equipment in the area. It, it's wonderful. Becca, what about you? Um... I liked the queue for that one better than Rise. It had the worn out handles and everything, and it was pretty cool. And we were actually able to see the top of the Falcon because the the way the mm-hmm. queue goes, you're actually walking over the ship itself. 
this I think shows the attention, the detail that the Imagineers have. A lot of places might have put a model like that together and thought, well, we don't care what the top looks like. But obviously the Imagineers did because they did something to make that look like it was real. I mean, it's all, it's all a part of, what is it? What's the word I'm looking for? The, uh, atmosphere. Yeah. Um, let's go with that. Experience. It's, it's all part of the experience. It's all part of the illusion. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, it's all goodness. part of the illusion that you're actually getting on this ship and you're going to have a chance to fly it and shoot the lasers and do whatever, all the maneuvers and stuff. At one point you get to the boarding zone and they've got the gaming table there. Like they had in the original series of movies. All the details are exactly what you expect to see in the movies. And obviously the, the folks from Lucasfilm had a lot of say in what went on because they're the ones that have been doing these movies. So they know what the models look like. They just had to help the Imagineers blow it up life size. So let's talk about the ride for a minute. <laughs> I believe I was the pilot. You were the Yeah, I got stuck being a pilot and I am not a video gamer. You should have done it. I could. So I should have done it. Matt was the left, right pilot. I was the up and down pilot. And to go, yes, to the go down, you pull back and to go up, you push forward. I think I got it backwards again. Anyway, no, anyway, I know what the real problem was. <laughs> I was trying desperately to steer and failed miserably. I think it does take some level of skill and understanding to do this I, I wasn't perfect at what i did rebecca and i wrote it later and when we wrote it we were with other people and rebecca was in a car that had um two kids play pilot mm -hmm. and you guys didn't hit a thing did you becca no they were video gamers and they were good those kids i mean they were like 10 i think uh-huh which is probably the youngest you can pilot I told mom when we got off, I was like, they were a million times better than you at flying that thing. Ha ha. So when I wrote it again, my pilots were much worse. At one point, the ride like went black, like we had crashed and they blacked out all the lights and all the signals on the boards and everything. So, and we had a pretty low score because yeah. they give you some kind of percentage score for accuracy and whatnot. What are the other two positions? Engineer and... Gunner. Gunner. You were a gunner the first time, right? Yeah. Gunner's easy. Yeah, I could have been a gunner. Yeah. Gunner's easy. You basically just hit the button. Yeah. And engineer, you hit whatever flashes. But right. The one thing I didn't like about engineer is I'm busy looking off to my left at all the flashing yeah. lights instead of at what's happening on the screen. So yeah. I... In that sense, being a pilot was a lot more fun. I think when the pilots crash is when it lights up. So if you're paying attention, like then you can see the damage and know it's there. But yeah, it is. Honestly, it's probably more fun to not even bother trying to fix stuff and just let your uh, ship blow up. Yeah, yeah. I think it probably would have been. Especially <laughs> since my ship blew up so anyway. We, we mm -hmm. took our walk of shame on the way out of the Millennium Falcon because we... I had fun trying to fly the thing. I have to admit that. And my flight this year was much better than last year. Like you, Rebecca, I had a couple of 10-year-olds flying mine, but they apparently didn't have any gaming capabilities. I couldn't shoot anything, but they hit everything that was in front of them. 
buildings, ships, mountains, trees, whatever it was, <laughs> we just flew right through them. This was a much better experience. Again, I like the realism that is produced through the Imagineers and how they put it all together. I think it's actually kind of cool that you can fly badly enough to crash, like to really crash, like that yeah. that the room blacks out. I thought that was kind of neat that that was an option. You feel it when you run into stuff. The whole thing vibrates a little bit. Yeah, true. I do think it's a little bit more fun. I would have preferred to have not been a pilot because I was so busy. Like, do I pull down or push up? If I could have been left or right, at least right. I would have had a shot at it, you know? I think that people going on this ride um, with families and stuff should probably make decisions about who really wants to pilot and who might be half decent at it. And I think it's probably a little bit more fun if you're actually shooting things and actually achieving right. the, the target at the end. So we finished up Millennium Falcon. We strolled out of Batu the back way. I still took a little mm -hmm. time to take in the atmosphere around me. One of these days I'm going to go back and just probably just spend a couple hours just at Galaxy's Edge. There's a couple places to grab a bite to eat there. There's other experiences. Sometimes his character meets along the way. So I'd really like to go back and maybe plan two studio days and just use one of them just to spend time at Batu, and maybe even stay there long enough to get some of the nighttime look into it. Let let the colors, and the the lighting really kind of take over because it takes on a different feel in the dark. So we made our way out of there. And like I said, we went out the back way. And when you go out the back way, you find yourself in Toy Story Land, which opened, if I recall correctly, about nine months ahead of Galaxy's Edge. The last time we went as a family, you walked in the Toy Story Midway Mania on the other side of the building. Not anymore. But before we got to that, you guys were going to try and get on Slinky Dog. But from what I understand, it had a really long wait time by then. Is that correct? Yeah, the wait time was really high. and Yeah, our day was a little bit off balance by this point. Mm -hmm. And so we were ending up with a lot longer wait times than we had hoped for. Right. So we did a lot of plan B. So where did you guys go at that point? Alien Swirling Saucers. This was a ride I avoided because it's a little too much like the teacups for me. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot like the teacups, but it, it's different. Rebecca, what was your opinion? It was really interesting. You got like, you were like attached to one of the aliens from Toy Story. And there were like three basically circles but they intersected and when you intersected you'd be on the other one going the other direction or whatever mm -hmm. so but then you were rocking back and forth because you like the alien was what was attached to the ground and the seat was just like a ship with wheels <laughs> right so when the alien switched tracks your car would swing out one way or the other i spent a lot of time staring at the mechanics of the ride i thought they were kind of cool because they had the the aliens um, would, so like she said, there were circles that each set of saucers was on. But when the circles intersect, the aliens had a, a cutout right there and they would swap circles and go over to a different circle. It was, I don't know, I, I'm a math person and I really enjoyed the geometry. And I was watching from the sidelines. I never could find you guys. I'm not sure where you were from where I was. I was watching watching the one that was actually closer to Midway Mania. You, you, they have two rides, and you were watching the second ride. That's what it was because they have 
but I did snap a couple of picture. I think I took some video or something that showed just how intricate the, the mechanics of that are. I'm not a mathematician, but I really found the mechanics of that interesting. And for lack of a better description, I would call the seats you guys were in slingshots. <laughs> yeah, that would work. Because a lot of times aliens would go one way and y'all would slingshot the other direction. That is pretty much what happened. It was fun. It was a fun. It's a fun little ride. It's not, you know, spectacular or anything, but I enjoyed it. And it did not have a terrible weight, so I didn't really mind. And a lot of the kids with, you know, the smaller kids actually like that ride. So it's nice that they have something like that for them. Definitely. And then we went over to Toy Story, which I was very much looking forward to. We like Midway Mania. The new entrance to me seems like it's a whole lot longer than it was from the other direction. I think they put, they added a lot of outdoor um, queue space. Yeah, I think they did too. Although it's cut, well, okay, the lightning lane section is not covered because later when it was raining, Rebecca and I were looking for shelter and we rode it again and we we ducked in because it had a cover and (laughs) all the lightning lane people are coming in just soaked. (laughs) It was kind of fun. Anyway, I love that particular exhibit because all the, they have all the giant replicas of all the toys from my youth and from before my youth. I don't know. I, I love, you know, the giant um, viewfinder and Scrabble board and all that. It's, I don't know. It's just fun to look at. I actually like the competitive part of it a little bit. I was just looking at our score. I, I won't embarrass you, dear. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, I'm sorry. Rebecca got best in car. Yeah. I think she got the better score of all three of us. Well, duh. So she got the best score of all three of us, but she was solo. And when you're shooting with somebody, if you both shoot at the same target and the other person hits it first, then you lose that shot. You yeah. get less points if you're sitting next to somebody than if you're sitting by yourself. Yeah, because when we read it the second time, she did not do near as well because I actually did get a few of her points. I did okay the second time. No, we did. Yeah, you did. And I have to say that while I always lose at this, especially the stupid ring toss, I cannot do the rings. I can't do the rings. I just, I, I get like two. Anyway, um, I rode Buzz and I couldn't hit a thing and it was just frustrating and annoying. And I come to here and at least I can hit something. So I, I do, I like Toy Story a lot. Becca, how about you? You like this one? Yeah, it's fun. Um, I am capable of, you know, flicking my wrist back and forth really quickly. I think it's partially related to drumming, but um, (laughs) it helps. Like, the first time I played, I didn't switch hands at all. Oh. Which is pretty good considering how exhausting it gets. Yeah. The second time I did. The second time I switched during one of the breaks. Yeah. Pulling those plungers does it. It wears on you a little bit. Well, as ever, you don't have to yank it all the way back. Right. Like, you find the spot where it works, and then, like, I was just shaking it up and down really fast. I was just flicking it, basically. Mm -hmm. Well, so, basically, that was was another really fun time. That ride gets in my head a little bit just because of the quick transitions between areas, but it's not too bad, and I like the fact, you know, when you're shooting and stuff, you're sitting still. Yeah. Well, when it when you transition, they deliberately kind of flip you around. Yeah, they do. It's not a straight because they could do it just straight, but they yeah. don't. Okay, so we walked out of Toy Story, 
This whole week we'd been dealing with some muggy weather, so it wasn't really a surprise it was a little warm and, and muggy. But we made our way around. We were going to do Star Tours because of the scooter. We couldn't do it right away. So they gave us a return time. I think it was 30 minutes later. Something like that. Yeah. Before we got there, we noticed that there was a meet and greet there, and we went and looked, and it was Olaf. So we jumped in line for that. I like warm hugs. I'll let you guys talk about it first, and then I'll I'll put my two cents in with Becca. Go ahead. I didn't really care for character meet and greets. Like, I wasn't that excited for them. I kind of wanted to meet Merida. We didn't do that. But um, I decided that of all the meet and greets that I could possibly do, Olaf was the one I wanted to do. So we decided to go ahead and do Olaf. He didn't have a crazy high wait time. And it was a lot of fun. You know, he's he's so friendly. Yeah. He's Olaf. There's just nothing like Olaf. I have nothing to add. I just love Olaf. And it made me very, very, very happy to have my picture taken with Olaf. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I love how these characters can put things together in such a way you feel like they're having a conversation with you. And you can tell from their movements and stuff exactly what's going on. It was a great exchange for all of us. And those are actually some of my favorite pictures from our entire week there. I really enjoyed the Olaf meet and greet, probably a lot more than I thought I was. So then, like I said, we, we went to Star Tours. They gave us a later time. So we moseyed on up the road, kind of back to where we started <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. It wasn't that far. And we found our way over at Muppet Vision 3D. I have to say that the, the, the Miss Piggy fountain in front, I think that's one of the coolest fountains in on the entire property. It is a nice fountain. Yeah, I don't know what it is about it. I find it fun. It's whimsical to me in the way that yes. it sprouts its water around. So it's a place where I can see myself sitting and, and just kind of taking it in a little bit. Me personally, I was really taken with Gonzo's royal flush. <laughs> <laughs> it was his bathroom show. It was his used toilet showroom that's what the sign was on top on the the bathrooms right there by the muppet by muppet right. vision i love puns it was very piney you know muppet vision has obviously been around a long time it's kind of weird the way it's placed now i mean it's in the spot that it's always been it's just stuck between two star wars areas one little attraction and one huge land seems a little out of place but i'm glad it's still there it was a bit strange where it was yeah, especially because of the decorations in Galaxy's Edge area. It yeah, it did feel a little bit awkward. Yeah, and that little section right that little section by Muppet Vision, that's all that's left of the old New York Street. There was a New York Street? Yeah, with the game and the, the honey I shrunk the kids playground or whatever. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. I kinda missed some of the stuff they removed in Hollywood Studios. Some of the stuff that didn't have massive wait times. I missed the facade. They had that, um, the street facade and you could just, you know. Right. Yeah, that was on New York Street. Okay. I loved that. I just thought that was fabulous and fun. And But I mean, I know they needed space for other things, but. So after we got done with Muppet Vision, we finally made it back over to Star Tours. I forget exactly how they got us in there, but we. We just went Lightning Lane, didn't yeah, we? They, yeah, they put us through the Lightning Lane section because of where they had to take us. Because we actually went in the exit side of the ride vehicle. Nothing new really about this. I think it's a shame that it kind of gets overlooked. It's still a really good attraction. I didn't 
didn't mind that it had low wait times. Yeah, I mean, we could have gone in and done it three or four times in a row if we'd wanted to. <laughs> I, I haven't figured out why when they were putting Galaxy's Edge together, why they didn't figure out a way to include that into it, you know? It's still there. It's still a good attraction. They have updated it with some of the newer characters, so that makes it kind of cool. Last time I wrote it when we were there, I, I wrote it twice in the same day, a few hours apart. And with the exception of the final command, everything was identical in both rides. <laughs> this one, I still had to do a pod race, but everything else was different. So it was nice to at least have that little bit of change in things. And I think this was the first time I actually saw Yoda show up at the end. So that was pretty cool for me. Agreed. Mm-hmm. All right. So then we decided that we were hungry. And when you, when you walk out of Star Tours, there's there's some choices, but when if you just look around a little bit, you'll see yourself staring at the Backlot Express. A lot of people talk about this, some good, some not so good. But that's where we went to get something to eat. And to be honest, I can't remember what I had. Well, we took sandwiches in. That's right. But... but- I messed up something with Rebecca's, so I had to go stand in line and buy her food. We didn't bring enough bread. Oh, right. I We were making the sandwiches there, and I let I brought the bagels and not the bread. Right. Yes. And you only brought two bagels, yes. which worked out anyway because we ran out of lunch meat that day. But I do remember that we had trouble getting you to the seating area because you came right behind us or something. Yeah. Like I think you made a stop on the way and you got in the middle of the parade. Right. There was room for you to come in one spot, but I, there were like, you would have had to ask people to move. And so you ended up like going, I don't even know to get out of the way of the parade. I basically had to come out of back uh, around the backside so I could get out of the way because I was right next to the gate that the parade uses. Right. To exit. Right. So I was like, I don't know how he's getting over here to eat with us, but it'll eventually happen. That line was a long line waiting for the food. But the cast member that I chatted with was pleasant, so I enjoyed that. Nothing great to report about Backlot. Um, It's got a fairly standard Disney-type menu to it. Nothing real special. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of seats, I thought. I thought it was easy to find seats. Yeah, I don't know what the inside looked like. The outside seats were changing hands on a regular basis. There were actually some seats inside, and we probably should have gone inside since it was so much cooler. But I think with the scooter, it's just easier to take what you can get. Sometimes I think so. We did unfortunately have someone while we were there who tripped on a curb and fell and needed medical attention. It, it was it was a little bit of a wait for them to get the medical attention there that she needed, but Disney handled it quite well. I hope that she was not hurt as badly as it appeared she might have been. She did have a baby in her hands at the time. As far as we know, the baby was fine. She was she was screaming and crying and laughing. Well, they insisted on transporting the lady, the ambulance did, and they did not with the baby. So that implies that the baby was fine, which is a comfort. So we wish them well. We don't know who they are, but Mm -hmm. God willing, they're healed and able to get back around. I hope it doesn't spoil their future at Disney World. So it was getting into the afternoon by this time. I was looking at the sky because it was clouding up again. And we knew the rain was coming and I had to leave to return my scooter. And instead of going all the way back to French quarter, I made the decision to jump on a Skyliner 
over to Pop Century. Now, I want to talk about this for just a minute, and then I'm going to hand it off to the ladies because they went to see what kind of trouble they could get in while I was not with them. And to be honest, I don't know the whole story on this, so I'm dying to hear it too. So I left Hollywood Studios after running through a couple of the shops a little bit. I didn't buy anything. That doesn't mean there wasn't a few things I wished I could have bought. So I did that, and... It was getting to be about, I think, 2.15 at the time. I rolled out to the Skyliner station and made the change at Caribbean Beach because that's where you make the change wherever you're going, folks. And I flew back over to Pop Century. Again, I think I said this on the last show. If I didn't, I love the Skyliner as a transportation means around Walt Disney World. It makes a lot of sense. It works well as long as the weather cooperates. It will run in the rain. The only time it does not run is if there's lightning within 10 miles. They will shut it down until the lightning has passed. What they will do is they will go ahead and unload everybody at the next station, whatever line you're on, and they activate buses to come and move you to wherever it is you were going. So I got over to Pop, and I rolled up, and I had to take a picture of the legendary bowling pin. I posted it on Facebook. I think I posted it to the Disney Conversations Facebook page because that was returning to the scene of my accident from last year. And I got to tell you, I had a little bit of a mixed emotion about it. I love Pop Century, but I didn't realize how traumatic that fall really was for me until that very moment. All those feelings came flooding back in. And then I went into everything pop and I looked around the store and thought about getting something at the cafeteria and I changed my mind. So I just went and sat in the lobby and kind of watched people come and go. It got to be about three ten. I had emailed the scooter company. You'll hear more about them in a little bit, um, about possibly getting picked up earlier. And don't you know, about three fifteen, I heard from a driver who said he was going to be there to pick me up, pick up my scooter at four o'clock. And I mentioned to him that I was already sitting there waiting for him to come. He says, well, I am picking up another scooter there at 3.30. You want me to go ahead and get yours? 3.30, I was done. 4 o'clock, I was walking back into Hollywood Studios because the Skyliner is not that long of a walk. If you walk out of Pop Century through the Everything Pop exit, walk straight through the 60s area, the Skyliner's right there. It's a five-minute walk, folks, if that. So I made the transfer back at Caribbean Beach, flew back in, and, and that was what happened during that time. So now, Ruth, Rebecca and Rebecca, I know your mom is going to be relying on your memory on this. Talk to us about what happened. I, I think I know what we did first. I think okay. I think we went over to ride Slinky Dog, right? Uh, we took a stop for Millennium Falcon. Ah, is that when we did right? it? Okay, so we went to Millennium Falcon, read the single rider, rider line, which was quite fast. It was a walk-on, basically. Because there are families of four or five all the time, and you know, or a group of two and a group of three that happens all the time. So, if you single rider line, you are kind of stuck as an engineer, which is unideal. Yeah, they frequently run without engineers, I think. Because our first time, I we didn't have engineers, right? Yeah, and we didn't have uh, one of our gunners either because it was just the oh, three okay. of us, I guess. the Handicap one has different Right, that's rules. right, it did. I forgot that. And then we went over for Slinky Dog. Yeah, and then we did Slinky Dog, 
And it was starting to rain, and we were nervous the Slinky Dog was going to get shut down. The posted wait time was like six. And I asked them, I was like, it's starting to rain. Are you guys going to shut down? And she said, only a lightning. So we waited. The weather that day, it was really rainy, but I don't think there was ever Mm -mm. lightning in the area to shut stuff down. The actual wait was only like 20 minutes, which really wasn't that bad. And it sprinkled on and off, but not very much while we were waiting for Slinky. Yeah. Yeah, we actually got really lucky, I think. It started raining kind of hard while we were on the ride. It started which was it started fun. gushing as soon as we got off, though. I felt so bad for the people who were still on it because they ran it in the rain. Yeah. I will say, I don't think Slinky Dog is the most exciting roller coaster I've ever been on. It was fine. I really wanted to ride it again. but I- It was more fun than Barnstormer. Yes, it was. And that's a very low bar. Um, <laughs> it is, but I did want to ride Slinky again. I thought it was actually a fun low coaster. It was fun. I just, I don't think I'd wait an hour for it. Yeah. And I, uh, the, the car, it's this Slinky dog. It's, it's, it's a Slinky toy dog. It's just the cutest car. It's the dog from Toy Story. That has like a, I want to call it a, a pinball shot. That takes place at some point. What's that like? There's a point when you back up like two inches and then start going forward again. And it was underwhelming. I was expecting it to be more. Yeah, I had heard we go backwards and then we did that and I was like, what, they released the brake for a second? You know, yeah. Right. But it was still, it was, I enjoyed it. And like she said, it it was was, so fun. It was better than Barnstormer. You go down pretty fast and you go kind of sideways, like vaguely sideways it's not that fast it's a terribly cute ride it's cute it's definitely cute um and then we ran through toy story well ran we ran to toy story and waited like an hour even though it was raining because it was raining because it was raining we're like oh an hour with a shelter (laughs) so we yeah that was great although it stopped like 20 minutes later uh i don't know it was we yes Still, I'm thinking we punched it up when we left Toy Story still. We did, but it had stopped. It was stopped at one point. Yeah. Because we could see outside and I could see there was nothing. I don't think we did anything else before Dad came back, did we? We got out of Toy Story and Dad was messaging us saying he was going to be back. And we still all wanted to go see the Frozen sing-along show. So I think what happened was we got off Toy Story Mania and we were like, so should we just meet at Frozen? Because it's partway between the entrance and the uh, and oh, Toy sorry. Story. So it was actually a pretty good meeting point for us. Um, mm-hmm. So we just went there, I think. I think it was just yeah, we did. those three rides while Dad was gone. Yeah, because it was such a long time with the rain. And then we did Frozen. And then we did Frozen. And I love that show. I think it's a really well-executed play. I mean, mm-hmm. it's... They tell the Frozen story, but from the angle of the historians. And the historians are hilarious. I will say, I am not like Elsa. I was freezing during the snowing part. <laughs> right. Absolutely freezing. But it's yeah. warm out, so you yeah. can't, like, I wasn't going to wear a coat just so that I could go see the Frozen sing-along. <laughs> so I was just cold during the Frozen sing-along. The special effects when Elsa sings were good. They were cool. When she threw her hands and the snow went, every, the ice went everywhere and stuff. That, that, it was cool. 
I have to say, though, they skipped the troll song. Oh, I didn't notice that. That didn't break my heart at all. <laughs> they also abbreviated the ending, and they said that it was wrong, but they didn't correct it. I think that Anna's act of true love was very moving, and the yeah. fact that they didn't, they kind of glossed over it, I felt like that was something they should have gone ahead and said. Well, because they, 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 they tell the story with the fake ending of a true love's kiss. And then they kind of finish and they just briefly say that isn't how it really ended. Yeah. So, Did you guys not notice or you didn't care? I don't think I cared because everybody, okay. everybody yeah, in the Frozen sing-along has seen Frozen. So whoop-de-doo. Well, um, yes, but I still felt Anna deserved her. Another thing that was completely hilarious. Yes. When you're singing in summer, at the very end, a not small group of people who definitely didn't all know each other shouted, puddle. I just think it is wrong. There is not a word puddle in that song. He is a happy snowman. But the, the historian scolded them and told them they were terrible people. But I it, know, was it was hilarious. hilarious. I wish it I'd was- known. I, wish I didn't I know, know that people did that. Who says puddle? The thing is, the first time you watch that movie, you think it's going to be puddle. Well, of course. But who says it? You don't want Olaf to be a puddle. He's Olaf. <laughs> I think you care too much, Ma. It's Olaf. He's a happy snowman. He likes warm I like hugs. warm hugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was clever. It was a good story. I was glad we went. I like the snow. <laughs> yeah. So then we left there and... Once you got off the scooter, you realized you were very glad you had one. And so you went back. Yeah. The the wait alone just to get in to see... Yeah, we only had a 15-minute wait. Um, but yeah. Really bothered me. Walking isn't a problem. It's the standing around, not being able to sit and take the weight off my legs that becomes an issue. As long as I was walking, like when I walked out to the bus to go back to the resort, I was fine. Didn't really bother me. And to be honest, I kind of wanted to spend what little bit of time I had left at French Quarter because it's a beautiful resort. And and no matter, forget the fact that we were there for nine days, I still didn't feel like I spent enough time just at the resort. But I can't remember if you guys did anything after I left or not. We did. Okay. Tell us about it. Oh, definitely. We did plenty. We finally hit Sunset Boulevard. Yep, we did. We had been waiting all day to ride Rock and Roller Coaster, and we did do Single Rider. It was like half an hour on that one. Everybody knows about that one. Yeah, sometimes. So this time, as Single Riders, we walked on to the point where you enter the pre-story room. We were going to do it a second time, and when we came up, the Single Rider line was all the way, like it was 30 people standing outside the building at that point. Right then the ride went down and we're like, never mind, we're not doing this. Uh, Yeah, and we went to see Lightning McQueen because mom wanted to see it. I was going to say that this was your first time riding Rock and Roller Coaster. Yeah, it was. And I was riding it with a stranger. Was that hard? No. Oh, okay. It was fine. She was nice. And did you like the ride? Yes. (laughs) The launch was not nearly as terrifying as people make it sound. It is a fabulous ride. Oh my goodness. I had forgot. Yeah. It was great. The only thing is I was in the last car and we, we get in and the guy next to me is like, I was really hoping not to have the last car. 
And he was right. It's really rough. The last car <laughs> in Rock and Roller Coaster really throws you around. Usually I like the last car in Roller Coasters. This one was tough. One of the reasons the single rider line on this was so long, I kept watching the groups of people come past us. People ride Rock and Roller Coaster in pairs. Other rides, they seem to do threes and fives or even ones. This one, it seemed like there were a lot of pairs. There was like one person who was a one, which confused me, but I realized later it was probably a lightning line. Oh yeah, that could have been. So yes, and then we did Lightning McQueen, which I had not heard about. I read an article somewhere that said it's kind of a cute little show. So we went to watch it. I don't think I'll do it again, but it was fun once. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it. They have a lightning. So lightning used to be over by Muppet Mania somewhere, wasn't he, Matt? I think it was like uh, between Muppet Vision and Lights, Motor Action, I think. I think think it was in that area, like on the path between those Mm. two. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, I know. I put you on the spot. I still miss the old backstage tour. Still salty about that one. Oh, me too. Those were great. But anyway, they have lightning is up on stage helping to tell the story in, in, in the racing Academy and it's cute. And if you like cars, it's just a fun way to spend a few minutes. And of course the kids like it. (laughs) They love getting to see lightning. Mm -hmm. So, and then I think it's important to note that none of us wanted to ride tower of terror. And that is why we didn't ride Tower of Terror. <laughs> well, it wasn't that I didn't want to. It was when I was planning my day and realizing I couldn't do everything I wanted to. Something was going to have to give. And I was willing to let that one go. That one is not hugely important to me. I might do that over one of the rides we did do, but none of the rides we'd already done. Okay. Makes sense. Like, like, but I had never ridden rock and roller coaster and I never ridden, you know, half the rides there because all of them are new since the last time we were there because I ripped out the rides I was familiar with. Hollywood Studios is more fun. We also skipped Indiana Jones and actually Beauty and the Beast I would have liked to have seen. Mm -hmm. We skipped those for the same reasons, just knowing we didn't have time for everything and something had to give. So Um, if I'm not mistaken, our next thing was Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Right. So on the way out of... Lightning McQueen, because it's right behind Rock and Roller Coaster, we looked at the crowd to see if it had gone down at all, because we were like, maybe we'll do Rock and Roller Coaster, maybe we'll go back to Rise, or whatever. At this point, we had figured there's no way we're going to get Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway done. And it had been down. At like a two-hour wait, and then it was down, and we're like, there is no way we will be able to get this, because once it comes back up, there will be all those people with, uh, you know, free lightning lanes from having missed uh, waited for that ride and then having it go down and we were leaving sunset boulevard we had just gone to the bathroom and i i checked my phone i checked the the app to see what the wait times were and it said available now for the standby line and i was like it just came back up i'm like i looked at mom and i was like should we run for this (laughs) like we were close enough because it was the next closest ride basically on the way out of sunset boulevard And I was like, we should run for this because this is the only way we were ever going to ride that ride. Yeah. I liked it very much. And I have to say, it was fun. Yeah. I missed the great movie ride, but it was fun. Me too. I also... Sorry. 
I'm not the hugest fan of the new animation style. Oh, you don't like it as much. Yeah, I don't disagree. Oh, the animation style. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Like, I just don't, I didn't like it that much. I might not do it again, but I'm glad I got it done because I was, I had resigned myself to the fact that I was not going to be able to ride this ride today. And I was glad to be able to basically check everything off Mm -hmm. and experience it at least once. I I would ride it again. I liked it. I liked the pre-story and the fact that you have the breakaway door, you know, the door that looks like it's busted when you walk through it. Right. Um, <laughs> I love that Goofy's the reason everything goes wrong. <laughs> Poor That's Goofy. Funny. Yeah, I, I thought it was very cute. I enjoyed it very much, especially since we managed to not have to wait terribly long because we caught it at just the right time. Yeah, we only waited like 15, 20. Yeah, at the most. And the other thing was they actually had hidden Mickeys, which I was very appreciative of. She said they had the most Mickeys of anybody because the ceiling tile was actually decorated. Well, not tile, but the ceilings were decorated with Mickeys. So. I approved of that. So then mom and I were saying, okay, let's do one more ride before we leave because we didn't care to see any of the production shows or whatever. And we talked about maybe doing, um, like, I was like, we can go back to Rock and Roller Coaster or whatever, but we decided to go ahead and wait forever for Rise. Yeah, we did. And I'm glad we did. We waited forever for Rise, though. Yeah, we waited forever for Rise. By the time we got out, it was dark and we went back to and yep. use the hot tub yep well i used the hot tub because the park closed at nine so by the time we get got back i had a little bit of time to use the hot tub before it closed and i needed that yeah because i was good the whole week but by friday by by hollywood studios i was i needed a little bit of a break yeah. I was worn out and I didn't feel good, so. And the line, the line for Rise, it, we had a nice time because we struck up a conversation with the person in front of us and talked to them for, you know, for an hour, and it made the ride go a lot faster, or made the line go a lot it faster. Did. So it made the wait not feel like a humongous waste. Of yeah, time. you didn't realize you were standing there for an hour because you're at least socializing. So grateful that we had friendly yeah. people around us. Yeah, that helps a lot, and yeah, you know, I got a few hours of sleep. I don't know if you guys did or not. I can't remember. I slept. Um, I did sleep a little bit. Not well. Yeah, but we had to get up at oh, 2.30 in the morning because we, we had to be down uh, at the lobby of French Quarter by 3.30, I think it was. For a yeah, I got everything pickup. packed before going to bed, and I only got like four hours. Yeah, me too. We tried to give away some of our leftover food, but we didn't get a response because it was kind of late at night. So I was kind of bummed because I didn't want to have to waste it. We did really well with our shopping order with Instacart. I, and I knew we were going to have a half gallon of milk left. And we had some pop left, one water bottle. I mean, we did pretty good. We did pretty good with our, our food. And that was without me using any water bottles the whole time because I used my own. Yeah, true. that's true. We've come to the part where I think there's some things we just want to kind of do a coverall on. Ruth, I know that you particularly have a little bit of a peeve you'd like to bring out. So why don't we start with that? I have a peeve list, I have to admit. One of the peeves that was especially big um, at our Hollywood Studios Day, it for uh, several reasons, partly we were more tired and we'd already been through it a lot, but it seemed like we just had more than usual line jumping. We had um, three significant events of line jumping at Hollywood studios and it was 
it was frustrating. Sometimes when you have people in the line in front of you, part of a group, somebody will need to use a bathroom and they all go back out through the line and then they come all back in. So that happens occasionally, or sometimes somebody's coming back in and you're like, huh, I wonder if that's what they're doing. So you're not as irritated. But in Toy Story, we had been waiting behind the people in front of us the in- for 20 minutes already, 30 minutes. Yeah, the entire time they'd been in the line. Yeah. And all of a sudden, two people, adults, adults, come and join them. And I'm just like, and the best part was we were at a corner and Matt had started to turn the corner. So the scooter's blocking the corner. The lady won't go until the guy catches up to her. The guy is behind us. There's no way for Matt to back up because the guy is there. And Matt's finally like, you know, you're going to have to move because (laughs) I can't go. And so the reason we struck up the conversation in Rise was actually because there was another line jumping event, a really blatant one. And we were kind of, and um, the lady behind us said that, Disney was at about 60% cast member. They were at 60% of minimum staff. Yeah. And so that's why they don't have the staff. And since there's nobody watching to eject you from the park, which some of these people needed ejected, sorry. um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) People were line jumping. We got line jumped every day. It was usually only once, once, maybe twice a day. Yeah. And sometimes the the third time it happened to us here, it was because there was a large group. And so we were approaching Millennium Falcon and we were trying to get in the line and there were people coming. We came down the ramp because we're on the scooter. There were people coming down the steps and we just kind of got into the line. Well, it turned out we were in the middle of a group of 17, but we didn't know that. So the lady behind us just walks in front of us. (laughs) We're like, I think she made a comment under her Oh, did she? And honestly- I don't think it would have been a problem if she just said, excuse me, you know, explained that she was in a giant yeah. group. Because it was right at the beginning of the line. No one right. cares. The guy behind us Whatever. is like, well, we're a group of 17. That's why we need pass. And I was, it wasn't at all that. But she just pushed past us. And it's like, really? Anyway, I was, I have a pet peeve about line jumping. Sorry, I think I raised my voice. Also, large groups at Disney those of us who are not in large groups would really appreciate it if you would wait near the beginning of your line and actually make sure all of your group has gotten there so that you don't have to, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, halfway down the line mm-hmm. 20 minutes later. It's just obnoxious. It's so it's obnoxious. obnoxious. Yeah. The one in Rise, they left the line, like blatantly left the line and then came back. I didn't mind that one as much. Did you? Except for that they were the people directly in front of us and they had been smoking and or oh, vaping them. and being utterly obnoxious the entire time. Yes. And then they left the line yes. and then they came back. But the thing is, they wouldn't move until you passed them. I think they cut through like a cast member door or something. Those two, they were, mm-hmm. they like, they were 20 something, but they were acting 12. I mean, they weren't, yeah, they yeah, weren't yeah. horrible, but they were definitely 12. They were Playing with their Hot Wheels cars on the side of the wall and yeah. stuff, which was whatever, except for they'd be focusing on that, and then the line wouldn't move, and they wouldn't follow the line until you cut them. Mm-hmm. I cut. I did that several times, because, like, he just wouldn't move. <laughs> and I'm like, all you have to do is keep up with the person in front of you. 
and then I won't yeah. cut you. The really bad part was them vaping because it did not smell good. I was giving them an extra 10 feet Mm-mm. just because I didn't want to have to smell them. <laughs> they stopped yeah. vaping once we were in the building, though. It, they did it only at the beginning of the line where there was some outside cover. I was pretty sure they're not supposed to vape. Oh, I'm sure they weren't. I'm sure they weren't. I'm pretty sure you're only supposed to vape in the yeah. smoking area. Yeah. That so, just... but they were they were large children. But anyway, all right, ready for pet peeve number two? Scooters. Okay, guys. So the deal is, if you're on a scooter, you actually can go faster than everybody else around you, but you're not because you're being polite so that you don't run over the people in front of you. So when there's someone in front of you going kind of slow and you're behind them and the person behind you wants to go, you know, cutting around between the scooter and the slow people, it, it's obnoxious. Thank you. <laughs> I We were most upset about it because we had a plan for Hollywood Studios to get to the heavy rides fast so we didn't wait in line. I'm not big on waiting in line. We got on the bus. We were on like the first possible bus from our hotel and we waited out out front, I want to say almost half an hour to get to the tickets and get in. But what happened when we got to the ticket gate, Rebecca and I went first and they, there are there were two cast members, one on each side, checking people in and they were staggered. So the family in front of us was at the front one on the right and we were at the back one on the left. So Rebecca and I go through, Matt pulls up to go through. And there's a family behind him. When the people that were at the front one finished, they passed the scooter and went up and started checking themselves in. I believe it was a group of eight. So now the scooter can go nowhere. Rebecca and I walked as fast as we could over to Rise. And then we stood. I was like the seventh person to the front of the line. I would like to point this out. We stood and waited at Rise for... 200, 300 people while we waited for Matt to catch up between all the people cutting off the scooters and just him trying not to kill any children. I personally think that if people are jumping in front of you, you should turn it to full speed and just, or maybe not full speed, minimum speed, and just hit the button slowly and just like tap their butts. Run into their butts. They'll move out of the way. They'll be uncomfortable. And they'll move out. <laughs> Just a thought. So my my I'm more violent than that. My, my pet peeve is line jumping. Hers is clearly people cutting in front of scooters. And it's hard. I know I was very aware of scooters and strollers and I tried not to do it. And at one point, Rebecca's like, Mom, you're in front of that lady. She's trying to get by. And I'm like, I didn't even see her. And I've been, you know, I'm actively watching and trying. Right. So scooters. I tried my best. I don't think, I think I stepped past a scooter, but I don't think I ever stepped in front of a scooter. Yeah, I tried not to, but I'm sure I cut some people off the same way we got cut off. It was frustrating. Sometimes when you go through a line, you have an advantage. Like for example, Star Tours, we got the lightning lane. It was good for any time after our return time. So then we went and did what we wanted and came back to Star Tours when we're ready and we're lightning lane. So that was a scooter plus. We did two two or three other things during the time we would have been standing in line for Star Tours if we were on our feet. Mm-hmm. And in some rides, there's a clear benefit to a scooter. In other rides, like Rise, there's a detriment to the scooter because A, you're, everybody's running there 
and you get cut off because you're trying not to hurt anyone. And then B, when we got to that one room where you had to do the U-turn, we were first into that room, but we didn't know about the U-turn. So we were last out of the room. And there were other places where the scooter, like uh, Spaceship Earth, having the scooter was an advantage mostly. They bring you in the back. They seat you there until they get five or 10 groups of people or every five minutes or whatever. I don't know. And then they walk you up the exit. So you have um, a moderate weight no matter when. Splash, we had a separate scooter line. And I think they probably let one scooter through at a time. And they have a time limit for it. I don't know what that was, but the cast member that was there. I think it was like every other loading they let us. Yeah, something like that. So, which reason? um, Scooters load first on buses, but uh, which is usually nice until there are more than two scooters and you have to wait 15 minutes for the next bus because there's only two scooter spaces on a bus, two scooters, wheelchair spaces. The other thing about scooters is seating. In the in like in Lion King, having the scooter turned out to be a huge plus because they seated us in the very front row and you were right mm-hmm. there for the action. I loved that. I didn't like it so much in Philhar Magic because we were seated in the back, directly under Donald's butt, and they had this smell. Yeah, the the smoke, the fake, the fake explosion. Um, the smoke machine. Yeah. It's not very pleasant. All the smoke machines smell terrible. Right. And we were sitting directly under that and we didn't have any options for seating at all. And you're also all the way back. So sometimes the scooter puts you all the way in the front row and sometimes that's too close and sometimes it's perfect. Sometimes you're in the back row and you're like, really? Now, Nemo, <laughs> that scooter row, we were right in the middle of the auditorium. It was an absolutely perfect seat. So it's interesting because there are um, definitely pluses and minuses to having a scooter. Oh, another plus was when we watched the fireworks at Magic Kingdom. We got there early and we were in the handicap section. You're not arm to arm with your neighbors. There's actually breathing room because they have to leave space for the scooters to maneuver. It was good on Epcot too because even though we weren't there... We were right behind two scooters, so we didn't yeah. have anybody in front of us blocking our view at yeah. all. Yeah, that was convenient, too. That was nice. So, I don't know. There were. What did you think of pros and cons of scooters, mister? Well, I agree with everything you said, almost 100%. The one thing I will say that when it came to Disney buses, there were a couple of occasions you weren't with me, but one time you were when we were trying to get to Polly from Disney Springs. They sent another mm-hmm. bus right over to pick us up. We were the only passengers oh, okay. on that bus from Disney Springs to the Polynesian so we could make our Ohana reservation. Is that the, the time that there had, you had to wait for, you, you missed two buses because of the number of scooters, right? No, it was a different time. That we weren't there for that. No, this was our, this was our first day. Oh, okay. We, we had gone to Typhoon Lagoon. We came back to Disney Springs. We got there and the driver told me I already had two scooters on. I told him that was no problem. I have found out since that they get on the radio and they call their dispatch or area supervisor, whoever they call, they let them know that Uh there's a scooter left at a particular stop. If possible, they will dispatch a bus come pick you up. And it's usually right there. They have extra buses at all the depots and usually an extra driver. Oh, do they now? And if need be, so because the bus that picked us up, I watched drive 
from the back driveway oh, okay. and drive all the way around to come get us. But I recognized him when he got to us. And he says, is it mm-hmm. just you and your family? I said, yeah. He's like, okay, I got you. He loaded us up and we went off. I think we missed. There was another time where we missed the bus because of the scooter. Well, there was one time where we arrived right. and he had already loaded. And there was another, so they're supposed to let the scooters on first. And there was another time where the crowd was so thick and we couldn't get to the wheelchair spot and the driver right. didn't see us. Mm-hmm. And so he's loading the front and I'm like, dude, you have two wheelchairs out here. And he's like, what? Where'd you come from? And I'm like, well, there's a crowd and we can't get to you. Right, because the crowd doesn't part to let the wheelchairs in the wheelchair spot. Right, they they wanted to go first. They don't know. They don't know that they're not allowed on until the scooters are loaded anyway. So it really doesn't. Well, matter. plus they want to beat the wheelchairs because wheelchairs slow everybody down. Mm-hmm. Well, anyhow, in general, I think so, Disney does the best job they can in handling people on in mobility devices. Absolutely. Actually, I, I'm my complaint is not with Disney at all. Um, just with some of the other guests are um, either not thoughtful about it or just yeah. completely rude about the scooter. So that that was a challenge. But no, Disney is great. Now, they do ask you three questions, which by day five or six, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They ask you if you're able to transfer. They ask you if you can walk a little bit and if you can take the exit stairs in an emergency, which, of course, is like, a, I hope not. But, yeah, we can. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know if I can take them. I've I've proven I can fall down them pretty good. (laughs) They do everything they can um, to make. I I mean, like uh, pretty much every ride. Well, Matt can transfer. If you can't transfer, there are rides you can't do. But if you have at least some mobility, then Disney, there's really no downside to renting that scooter if you need it. So I want to take a moment to give a shout out to Gold Mobility Scooters. I rented from them at. My wife's behest, I I did some research. I looked into like five different scooter companies. I know that there is one that is allowed to drop scooters at your resort. They're the only one. However, I found their pricing and their website to be a little bit hard to, to navigate. I finally found Gold Mobility Scooters, and here's the way they work. They have one price that includes everything. You don't have to search around for options or whatever. The only option that you have to choose is whether or not you want the sunshade on your scooter. Now, I would not recommend those for one primary reason. They don't fit on the buses very easily. They take up a lot of extra room and it exceeds the available space for your scooters on buses. Everything else comes with it. The scooter had a cell phone holder, a cup holder. Actually, had two cup holders the way it turned out. It does have a horn. Well, they call it a horn. It's horrible, but it's there if you need it. It's got a basket on the front. It comes with everything you need, including the insurance. So if you need a scooter, give Gold Mobility Scooters a chance. Their website is very easy to use. All you do is click on the picture of the unit that you want to use. You get a three-wheeler, a four-wheeler. I believe they even do strollers for kids. So check them out at www.goldmobilityscooters.com. I'm not getting paid anything for this. I'm coming from my own personal experience. But if you ask me, they're the gold standard in scooters in the Orlando area. You have to wait and greet them to get your scooter delivered, and you have to take it to them for them to pick it back up. I didn't find that to be that big of an inconvenience. So give Gold Mobility a shot. Okay, that's it for me from Scooters. 
Is there anything? Oh, there's one other thing that I know we wanted to talk about. And that's the fact that anytime I made a dining reservation or a lightning lane or virtual queue, you guys were locked out of my Disney experience app from being able to do anything. Was that correct? Yeah. Mostly. Mom, it wasn't a big problem for mom because she was using touring plans all the time. Yeah. Most of the time. Also, there was a workaround that worked sometimes. If you could, when you first loaded the app, if you could get to a different screen before you, you saw whatever reservation was affecting the app, then you could go ahead and use the other parts of the app. Like, what it happened with this when we got the Ohana reservation, the app was working great. You got the Ohana reservation. If we loaded the app and we saw the Ohana reservation, the app would crash. But if you could quick hit the option button and get to the tip board, then you could use the tip board. It was very bizarre and a little bit annoying. Yeah. So we don't know if that's an everyday thing. If you've had issues with that, let us know. I might try and pass that up the line somewhere. It could be something they need to be aware of. So I want to end this on a couple of positive notes and we're getting a little long on time. So we kind of probably need to be wrapping things up. One thing I didn't talk about earlier that I want to mention is hoop to do review. I got to do it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, my wife and my daughter chose not to go with me and I, I wish they had it. Would I think they would have had a good time, but I enjoyed it. It's a show that's been around since Walt Disney world opened. I'm glad it's back. It's back in its full glory. It's a dinner theater. It's a little pricey. I think it was 69 bucks for me. But if you walk away from that place hungry, you didn't do it right. And the show isn't all done in at one time. It's done in segments, basically. Um, you have a little entertainment between your appetizer and your meal. There's a little entertainment between the meal and the dessert, which is homemade strawberry shortcake. Yum. And then there's the rest of the show. The whole process is about 90 minutes long. Getting there is a bit of a challenge because it's at Fort Wilderness Campground. So if you're at a Disney resort, your best bet would be to go to Magic Kingdom, go to the ferry boats, take the one that goes to Fort Wilderness Campground, not the Wilderness Lodge. When you get off the boat, it's just up at the top of the hill. Everybody else that's on there is probably going the same place. They do the show three times a day. I think it's six days a week. I'm not sure which day they don't do it, but it was a fun show. I really enjoyed it, and I think it's something that's worth looking at. Disney Genie Plus, as best as I can tell, there are only two parks where it's really beneficial, Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, especially on crowded days like we experienced. I don't like paying the $15 a day, but it did provide us with some benefit. and. It helped us out a little bit. It doesn't get you on the main ones, but if you play it right, you can get some good things done on there. It's 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 okay. Did you guys have anything to say about Disney Genie Plus? I do. Um, we didn't use it at all for what the first four park days. So when we were there before, we used the fast pass system and we used it very efficiently and almost anybody could use it. You know, you just had to be in the resorts and stuff. You didn't have to pay extra. Also, my memory tells me that fast pass lines did not move as quickly as lightning lane lines do. So I spent a lot of time this during the trip being very annoyed with lightning lane. Cause you would, you would get to the point where you, where you merge with lightning lane and you'd stand there and 
10 families would go through and then they'd let through one or two of the regular line. And then you'd get another five, 10 lightning lanes going through. And, you know, correct me if my memory is faulty, but I did not think that fast pass was that much of an advantage. And I was very annoyed with the lightning lane people. And then all of a sudden towards the end, we end up being the lightning lane people. And I have to say, when we did the purchase specific one for Galaxy in particular, I didn't feel as rude being in the lightning lane because, or I didn't feel like I was ditching because there's only two ways to ride that one. You kind of have to. The Genie Plus one, I kind of felt like I was ditching a lot. I mean, it was kind of fun getting because we did definitely ride more. The other thing that I didn't like about Genie Plus and Lightning Lane, especially uh, the day we used it at Magic Kingdom, I had a solid plan in place where that like accounted for wait times and and walking. And Genie Plus changes up your timing so much. One of my goals on this trip was to not overdo my steps because I only do, I did five times as many steps in Disney as I do at home. And I was trying to keep that minimized because I knew I was going to have trouble and the, with Genie Plus, I found myself running all over the park more than I would have been if I had just stuck with my plan. All right, health and safety notes. First of all, sunscreen. Wear sunscreen. Reapply your sunscreen. It's a Florida sun, and even if you have a tendency to not burn in your native New York, Ohio, Washington State, whatever, you're going to probably burn in Florida. I typically do not burn, and with 100 SPF on my face, I still burned my nose. Not bad, but I did still burn my nose. Also, bring moleskin. I had blisters start to form, got the moleskin on, and was able to survive the last three days of the trip. Rain and ponchos. I didn't figure out how I really wanted to handle rain until the very end of the trip. Like The day it rained while we were in Hollywood Studios, I handled the rain well. Other days, it just did not go well. Honestly, I highly recommend before you go to Disney that you take a backpack, wait for a rainstorm in your town, and go for a 20-minute walk (laughs) just to get an idea of what works for you and what doesn't. Do you want to slip on poncho, which is what we use, just the lightweight ponchos that you can refold when you're done and stuff back in your pocket? Do you want a proper raincoat? Do you need rain boots? What kind of sandals do you want? I personally would have been much, much happier if I'd had the kind of sandals that are really good for walking and hiking and that kind of thing, um, because then my feet would have dried right back out and I would have just been happier. Be prepared for rain because when it rains down there, it can get pretty unpleasant. It's just, we had steady downpours for a while. And um, also Magic Kingdom in particular did had a lot of ponding. I didn't really enjoy that. The other point I wanted to make about health and safety is the water. We've mentioned briefly that Rebecca carried a nice quality water bottle that keeps water and ice. It keeps ice, I think, for like 24 hours. It's a really good bottle. And I think it's like 32 ounces. I didn't want to carry that myself because I didn't want the weight of it. But in hindsight, I wish that I'd had something like that. Whenever you can find a fountain they will give you ice water for free. And if you have a wide mouth bottle, especially one that holds ice, you can dump that cup in there and then you've refilled your ice and it tastes better than the water fountain water. But yeah, stay hydrated. Please stay hydrated. If you're in the summer at all, stay hydrated. It makes a huge difference in how much you enjoy the park. 
And I think that that is probably all that I really, really, really wanted to say. Thank you for having us, Matt. I'm really glad you guys came on. I want to just finish up by talking a little bit about our resort. We've thrown bits and pieces out here, but Disney's Port Orleans French Quarter is one of a pair of Port Orleans resorts. We've done Riverside before. We enjoyed it, but it is a much larger resort. It's got four bus stops around it, north, south, east, and west. It's very spread out, but it's got a really cool pool. So that's something to think about. French Quarter is much smaller. It has a single bus stop. That simplifies things a lot. I've actually been putting most of my clients there lately that have kids because the cost between some of the value resorts and French Quarter has been nominal. It's it's not been that bad. They like the single bus stop idea. And Port Orleans French Quarter is small enough. You're not more than six, seven minutes from any of the buildings from that one bus stop. The grounds are beautiful. They're manicured. The gardens are just fabulous. We overlooked one of the courtyard areas, and I really enjoyed that view. There's easy access to Disney Springs. Yeah, you can take a bus if you'd like, but there's also the boat that takes you down the Sasagula River, drops you off over in the area near Rainforest Cafe. You can pool jump. If you want to, if you don't want to use the French quarter pool, take the little pathway over to Riverside that it's not long. It's about a, maybe a 10 minute walk at the most. It's really not bad. I've stayed now at four different resorts. French quarter is currently my favorite. And it's one that I hope we get to return to at some time very soon. And that brings us to a close of the magical Matthew family vacation to Walt Disney World 2022. Rebecca, thanks for joining me, dear. I'm, I really appreciate you. Did you have fun? Yep. I know you were sick most of that week, but you went through like a trooper. <laughs> you made the best of it. I just want you to know I love you. I think we had a really great time. It was fun. And Ruth, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to do this, the three of us. It was probably the best family-type vacation we've had in a long time, and I hope you enjoyed it as well. Of course I did. It was fun. All right. Well, that about wraps up this tour, folks. So uh, stay tuned because coming up after this, we've got Miss Mindy coming on. I believe we're going to talk about her trip during D23 when she also dropped into Disneyland. Until then, we'll talk to you again later. Bye now. Thank you for joining us here on Disney Conversations. We would love to have you join our community, so please stop by our Disney Conversations Facebook page and come on aboard. Disney Conversations is sponsored by Three Strands Family Travel. Contact them today for all of your Disney travel needs at threestrandswdw at outlook.com. That's T-H-R-E-E-S-T-R-A-N-D-S-W-D-W at outlook.com for your free, no-obligation quote to Disneyland, Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, Alani, or Adventures by Disney Vacation. Your tour guides, Matthew, Mindy, and Diane, will be back next week with another exciting adventure. ETFN, ta-ta for now. <laughs>